0: Welcome to a very special post-game episode of the Purple and Bold Podcast from the Daily News Record. I'm Shane Metlin, coming to you straight from Scott Stadium in Charlottesville, where James Madison just, uh, not too long ago, finished off a 36-35 come-from-behind victory against the Virginia Cavaliers on um, what started out as an emotional day in Charlottesville for a lot of reasons. (coughs) It started off with ceremonies to um, recognize and honor the three players who lost their lives. Tragic shooting last season for Virginia. Um, That got things off to a very emotional start. You can even take that out of it, though. And obviously, this was a game that was going to be supercharged, given the proximity and uh, the relationship between the fan bases. You look at what happened um, as expected a large number of JMU fans made the trip, uh, not just from Harrisonburg, also, you know, huge numbers of their alumni coming from uh, the um, Richmond, Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. areas. You you saw a lot of cars coming over from, um, you know, the West, probably from Roanoke area too, driving in Charlottesville early this morning. And it was reflected in the crowd. More than 56,000 fans showed up. Largest crowd here at Scott Stadium. In more than four years um you more than um the cavaliers have uh drawn even bringing uh virginia tech in here for acc games uh in recent years um and it even showed up even more late in the game with a weather delay unexpected early in the fourth quarter at that point gmu was trailing by 11 points um, it'd been, you know, a little bit of a struggle for the Caval- or for for the Dukes after getting off to a hot start. We, we can go back and recap the whole thing. JMU gets off to a fourteen nothing start with a, you know, a nearly perfect offensive drive to open the game. Then they block a punt deep in uh, deep in Virginia territory that turns into a touchdown on special teams. It's fourteen nothing. Before this game is, you know, barely begun. It's seventeen. 17- seven for a good chunk of the first half Um, and the dukes go into halftime with the lead but quickly fall behind in the second half a long touchdown play for uh virginia in the early in the third quarter on their first snap of the second half uh they get ahead by a couple scores uh it's not looking good for jmu when the lightning delay strikes with a little over 12 minutes to go in the game Jamie to train about 11 points. Both teams go to the locker rooms. The fans file out of the stadium. Um, have a delay of more than an hour. like about an hour and ten minutes when it was all said and done. Um, they allow fans back into the stadium. And the vast majority of the JMU fans returned. You might not say the same for the Cavaliers. And it turned into almost a JMU home game following the delay. The Cavaliers um, can't move the ball after the delay, I think JMU made a lot of adjustments in the locker room. Um, Obviously, the offense came out and played much better. They get get the scores they need to come from behind and win the game. And, you know, another pretty solid performance from Jordan McLeod uh, getting his first start at JMU after not getting a start in the season opener. You know, McLeod finishes 20 for 31, 224 yards, one touchdown. Um, did a fairly good job of running the ball. Six carries, 32 yards, um, only sacked once. Um, Tyson Lawton comes in, uh, you know, gives him a spark at running back sort of late in the game. I think he's still maybe getting a little bit limited carries after, you know, some nagging injuries early on. But he finishes with 79 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, You know, just fantastic effort for him. Um, Jordan McLeod, once again, looks like like a gamer. I mean, for all the complaints about the way he's practiced and not winning the job early on, when he takes the field in a big situation, he's making plays. And, you know, the mistakes are still there sometimes. There's some balls that, you know, he um, didn't deliver that maybe he should have. And, you know, you look at over on the UVA side, a um, true freshman – Anthony Calandria getting his first start, he was fantastic, 20 for 26, 377 yards, two touchdowns, finding open receivers, um, really doing a good job of, you know, not making too many mistakes as a true freshman, though he did have one uh, interception that ended up being a fairly key play uh, for, for the Dukes, you know, when they really were trying to keep that game from getting out of control at that point. But did not get out of control, as we said. They come back to win 36-35 in the first meeting between these two teams that are an hour apart, uh, just on each side of the Blue Ridge Mountains. Um, first meeting of these teams in 40 years. Jimmy was now tied the all-time series 2-2 in this one. And, um, you know, I put supposed to column on uh, dnronline.com, you know, kind of, you know, just talking about the relationship between the two schools and as of late jmu has across the board athletically just more than held their own with the cavaliers as jmu kind of tries to establish themselves as you know another big time college athletic program in the state where it's always been virginia and virginia tech jmu's making a claim of coming in there um they've done it in multiple sports but football is the one that like I, I've said in the column, like football is the one that will bring more than fifty thousand people to one spot to watch a game. It's the one that gets the most attention. It drives revenue and decisions at these schools. And now JMU has this big victory in football. They had the victory over the Power Five program. They've you know continued to play pretty well against uh, the quote unquote programs bigger than them. Uh, you know dating back to their f c s days now in their second season of um f b s football in the sun belt they are riding high once again, but it for a while did not look like it was going to go that way for the dukes as i mentioned the uh the fast start but the 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 rain delay the the lightning delay we have to we'll always kind of wonder how much of an impact that ended up. Having in this game, um, you know, you can talk about the look factor on both sides. Uh, for JMU, they were on the the wrong end of some uh, pretty inexplicable uh, replay decisions, some weird calls, um, some things that just didn't quite go their way. Um, they may have won that turnover battle by quite a lot if uh, you know some uh, instant replay reviews had gone the other way. But then, you know, an act of God with lightning happening really turns the tide in this one and you gotta wonder, like, just, you know, if that's a another matter of a little bit of luck for the Dukes in this one. They will take it. They will take this victory because, you know, as we've mentioned, you know, going into this one, um, it's a big game for JMU's fans and state especially. Um, you know, they they live and work and do everything surrounded by UVA fans who, you know, have a lot of bragging rights. Generally speaking, JMU now has this victory on the gridiron to really help them out, and uh, you know, not just bragging rights among the fans. Though, like, this is going to get used in recruiting. This is going to get used um, as JMU tries to continue to uh, to um, recruit high level. Recruits in state right now, JMU can make a pretty serious claim on being the number one football program in the state of Virginia. A um, little bit of noise there in the background as I continue to sit in the stadium, but you know, JMU now can make a pretty serious claim on being the number one football program in the state of Virginia, which is saying something when uh, we're talking about a state with five FBS programs, two of them in Power Five conferences and the advantages that are inherent with being in the ACC just in terms of uh, revenue from TV, exposure, things like that. There may be a lot of kids who now grow up in a scenario where they look at JMU on a similar level as they do um, Virginia and Virginia Tech when not that long ago, you know, if you were growing up in the state, you were going to, like – consider those two as the quote-unquote big schools the, the the major programs the ones that you have to uh pay attention to um you know i think you know just to kind of sum it up media wise from the states the the state capital newspaper the esteemed columnist david teal covers this game he covers virginia and virginia tech for the most part what locker room is he heading to post game today to write his column. That's going to be read by a uh, tons and tons of people. He, he's talking to JMU today. He's talking about JMU today. Um, it's a huge thing. And it just really just continues to kind of build on uh, success across the board for this athletic department. It seems like almost every year, almost every season, you know, whether it's fall, winter, spring, there is something that puts JMU on a map nationally. And, um, a thrilling last-minute victory by the Dukes is um, certainly one thing that does that. Um, You know, talk a little bit more, I guess, just about the nuts and bolts of this victory, though. GMU, I think, for the most part, played much better than they did in the opener against um, Bucknell. Um, Though, I mean, there are some things uh, of concern. You know, even Kurt Signetti... more or less apologized for a uh, going forward on fourth down deep in their own territory or in the third quarter called out a bad coaching decision by him. He was able to kind of laugh it off. Um, but, you know, the the players may have let him off the hook just a little bit with uh, their come from behind victory. Uh, so there weren't as many questions directed towards the coach about the decision-making. Um, I felt like the play calling got more conservative, maybe over conservative for a little while after JMU, um got the early lead it it felt like jmu was not necessarily treating themselves as the favorites in this game it felt like they wanted to like get a lead and hang on rather than uh be a team that maybe could have like stepped on the gas and really put UVA away early on um but they kind of went away from the passing game for a while um it felt like it felt like You know, maybe he didn't have as much confidence in Jordan McLeod in the middle portion of the game, despite the fact McLeod got off to a fairly solid start. He's not Todd Senteo right now. But he has, you know, certainly has a lot of talent and athletic ability. Senteo played nearly perfect early in the season last year before um, his injury nicked him up a little bit. Um, McLeod is not that... But he was playing solid enough that I felt like they didn't need to go away from the running game quite as much in the middle portion of the game, or go away from the passing game quite as much in the middle portion of the game. Forced to go back to it late in the game, he, uh, you know, is making plays again. And there was a great balance. Um, You you look at the statistics. um, Both teams finished with 395 yards of total offense. Uh, But UVA had 377 yards of that through the air. JMU was more balanced. 228 yards passing for McLeod. Well, not all for McLeod because there was the four-yard touchdown pass from wide receiver Taji Hudson on a trick play early in the game. Something of a trick play. Uh, you know. uh, The former quarterback recruit at ECU uh, turned into a wide receiver with the Pirates, then transfers to JMU where he's still playing wide receiver, but they were able to let him throw the ball um, as he's capable of doing. And they got a touchdown early in the game. But 228 passing yards on the hole for James Madison with um, with two touchdowns through the air. But they also rushed the ball for 167 yards. Balance attack there. Tyson Lotton racked up some yards late and got in the end zone twice. But, um, you know, Latrell Palmer, um, Kalen Black, each had some nice runs themselves. Um, and... Um, came black had a little trouble getting getting going running the ball i think i think uva was pretty focused and keyed on him but um he had some catches out of the backfield including the you know game winning touchdown uh toss to him from out of the backfield he finishes with three catches 18 yards the touchdown um it's a really balanced offense from JMU on the whole, though I felt like they got away from the passing game a little too much in the middle points of the game. We'll, we'll see how that continues to develop. Um, if they get a little more confident, comfortable with um, the fact that McLeod might just perform better in games than he does in the uh, days leading up to the games, it might be something that this coaching staff has to get used to when they're determining how they want to use the uh, transfer from South Florida and Arizona who's back to being a starting quarterback uh, in college football after 700 days since his last start at Arizona before he was injured. Um, you know, l- looking at the stats a little bit deeper, we mentioned 377 passing yards for Virginia. Calandria, I think I think if Wahoo fans are going to take any um, solace in this one, it's that Calandria showed he's probably a capable quarterback as a true freshman. Um, and, you know, maybe able will do some good things for this program down the line. But they're limited to 18 yards rushing. Um, five yards per carry. Um, they got a couple of rushing touchdowns and, um, you know, short yardage situations. But, but the offenses overall were pretty even. Like I said, yardage was even. Time of possession was very close. Number of Total plays was pretty close. But, um, you know, even you take out the sacks, Jimmy um, was able to get to Calandria a few times, especially in key situations, get some key sacks. But even if you take out the sacks, they held UVA to 43 yards rushing, one and a half yards per carry. The rush defense was dominant, and it, you know, ended up being a huge difference in this one, as Jimmy uh, claims. A victory that they will be talking about for a long time uh in harrisonburg and surrounding areas um very very happy locker room music and celebrations and everything else coming out of the uh jamie locker room post game um you know players coaches came out to talk to us we're in very good mood um i think it's going to be a very happy ride back to harrisonburg here um in a little bit for those guys um in the meantime, I'm going to continue to write some stories for the uh, DailyNewsRecord.com, but that's a quick little uh, recap discussion of what we saw today in what you know, turns out to be a pretty historic day for the, the JMU program anyway in Charlottesville, Virginia, just over the mountain from Harrisonburg. Uh, hopefully we'll see more of these types of games. This, is, this was a big thing. I know some of the schedules go out a long ways, but I would really... Be pleased if, you know, we could see um, UVA and JMU play football on a regular basis because the atmosphere was absolutely incredible. The end of the game was absolutely incredible. If you don't have, like, uh, a dog in the fight, so to speak, Uh, just seeing, you know, the big plays to win a game late, it's fun to see. So this is a game that, in my opinion, should continue to be played um, between these schools if they can, you know, work it out to play on the schedules, um, if not on an annual basis pretty regularly but that'll go ahead and do it wrapping it up from charlottesville scott stadium i'm shane Metlin. you've been listening to the post-game edition of the purple and bold podcast from the daily news record uh thank you for for tuning in